How's it going, everybody? This is me again, your host, Chewy, and I want to welcome you guys back to the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And I am joined for this, our very first episode of uh, 2021. Woo! <laughs> uh, and I am joined, like I was saying, with by my good friend, Monica. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it been, Monica? It's good. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. Uh, well, full disclaimer, we are doing this a little bit before New Year's, but uh, <clears throat> yes, Happy we New Year. Happy. We're currently in the past and you guys are in the future. Yeah, we are the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're doing this before Christmas, so yes, we, we kind of yes. are the, the ghosts of Christmas past. And again, because of the holidays and, and family time and this and that, we are doing episodes out of sequence, but we are still bringing this invaluable content for all of you guys <laughs> in the audience uh the faithful ones that are still listening <laughs> thank <And> you guys <laughs> yes thank you all all of you guys uh mm-hmm. reminder to our, our audience by the way we have our facebook under exploring the myths behind the legends and we have our instagram under myths behind lgds our twitter is also under myths behind lgds and you can also email us at mythsbehindlegends at gmail.com. And we also have a link tree in which you can find links that are related to our horror podcast, including to, but not limited, to the, uh, the infamous YouTube horror music playlist <laughs> <laughs> that is currently sitting at about 100 songs. Uh, it's got metal songs. It's got movie soundtrack themes. It's got video game songs. If you guys want to suggest a theme that you think I left out, uh, by any means, uh, yeah. I mean, by, sorry. By all means, go ahead and email us and or contact us and let us know. Uh, we can always switch up the order or take some songs out, put some new ones in based on on popular demand. <laughs> because these are like my like my like my personal favorites or, or whatever that are connected to horror. That are, that either horror related or they just sound scary, like the the music, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, speaking of scary, Monica, what are we discussing today with our lovely audience? We watched Ghost Ship. <laughs> cha, cha, cha. Oh my gosh! And of course, it's of a ghost—a ghost, a uh, a ship that is haunted by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought it was by aliens. Ah. No way. <laughs> you guessed by the title that that's what it was, but you know, yeah, so but... I can totally get you. <laughs> that was definitely a curveball, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, we'll be right back with the uh, movie, criti- uh, movie critique segment <laughs> uh, of this, our first episode of 2021. Yay! Okay, everyone, so we are at the first segment of our podcast, in which um, has become somewhat of a tradition for season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we conduct a, a movie critique. I don't know if conduct is the right word, but uh, I'm, I'm saying it. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, we, we do or, or perform or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we we give or issue a movie criti- critique. Uh, <laughs> so many <times. laughs> 
in some circles, I am known as a human thesaurus. At <laughs> nah, just kidding. That'll be a terrible nickname. That's hilarious. Though. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, basically, honestly, I hadn't seen this movie in forever. The first time that I saw it is from the time that it came out, which was like two thousand and two or three, I, I think. Yeah, I was twelve. Uh, I was a little older. I was about eighteen, I think, <clears throat> ish. Uh, and then I saw it maybe once or twice after that over the years, but I have, I mean, overall, I think I've seen this movie like three or four times my, my entire life, counting the time that I, for this episode. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and I hadn't seen it in like 15, 12 years, whatever. So, uh, I think <laughs> the movie's pretty meh. Well, see, <laughs> when I saw it, <laughs> I was a tween, so I was in love with the the blonde guy, the oh yeah, the yeah. The, 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 the thick one, and then uh, <laughs> uh, the the bad guy, you know, the Desmond Harrington who plays the fireman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a huge crush because I, I I don't know if it was before this movie or after that um, Wrong Turn came out. Uh huh. And I really liked, so Desmond Harrington comes out in that movie too. Yeah, so yeah, I was okay. like, oh my god, hey. So, so yeah. <laughs> I watched this movie like a hundred times. I'm not even joking. Just like I watched it over, yes, over and over and over again. Because after a while, I kind of lost my crush on the blonde guy. And then just, my, my, I just focused on Desmond Harrington and I was just like crushing hardcore. So yeah, I watched this movie so many times. And I, and I, I really like, liked how gory it was. Like... Like in well, in the beginning, uh -huh. you know, in the intro, because after that, it's not really that gory. It's kind of like, eh, it's whatever. Like, but but actually, I was gonna mention that that first scene, like the <sighs> intro, it, it is one of the most iconic. Yes, uh, Scenes in any horror movie, and and I think that word gets thrown around a lot. Iconic. Yeah, uh, but for it but was this was like yeah, I mean, brilliant, I mean, brilliant. Like ugh, that death was like amazing. I was yeah. just like, when I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like wait, what's going on? And then I saw everything falling apart and I was like, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all bad. I mean, I meant like the movie in general, like as a whole, like that one scene is one, yeah. of, the, one of the high points definitely for sure. Yeah. I remember the first time that I saw it, I was like really surprised that I was like, whoa, what just happened? The, the, like a yeah. hundred people just died with this one thing <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. It's like a 20 year old movie, so. Uh... Right. Should have. So shame on you if you're having getting spoilers right now, because I mean, you should have seen this movie a long time ago. <laughs> Basically, this uh, high tension steel cable cuts everyone in half. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. There's this like little. By a mysterious hand, because they don't show uh -huh. the body, right? So. Yeah, this it's just like. This person just pulls the lever, and then bam, everyone just gets sliced up in half. Yeah, except for for one little girl. Yeah. Uh, and then. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, incidentally, that girl is the one that played um, what's the the character's name in, in um, not Sugar Cup is it? In, oh in yeah, Sucker Punch. Uh, uh, Sucker, Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah she's a girl. Sugar yeah, she comes out in uh, she comes out in uh, that movie about the killer being um, the one that takes the teeth. What's her name? The Tooth Fairy. She's in that movie. Uh, too? Uh, There's a movie Darkness, called Darkness Falls. Is it Darkness Falls? She was in the beginning. She was a little girl. She was the oh okay, the main character, but one of the main characters. But she's like when they when she plays a younger version of the. Oh of that okay, character. I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yeah, and then she also comes out in. Um... There's another scary movie that she comes out in. I can't remember what it's called though. 
I think I saw her in a movie where she has like a, like a sister. Yeah. That's the one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I forget the name of that, but but uh, in that one she has a, a much bigger role. She's like the main. Character. Yeah, one of the main characters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I haven't seen her in anything in a while. I don't think. She actually comes out in the show called American Gods. Okay. Yeah, and she's she's a. Uh, it's 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 kind of like. It talks about like it's kind of like Greek god types of things, but so it's got like a leprechaun and like all this other stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, and she she plays like uh, like an undead wife or something. So it's 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 a really cool show. Huh, I gotta see that. And, oh, and she comes out in she comes out in action movies too. She came out in that movie with uh, Tom Hardy. She plays the wife of Tom Hardy. That's the crazy because in this movie she's like. 10 years old or whatever, right? In, 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 the, mm-hmm. in the ghost ship? In real life, she's like in her 30s or something. Yeah, so I should be looking into her. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you would hardcore crush on her like right away as soon as you see her picture. From you know me, I, I, and anytime I see a pretty girl, I, I immediately oh, yeah. fall in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you, you, you fell for the Italian singer. Oh, yes, yes. I, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So going back to the movie, yeah, I mean the the movie itself is is I think an overall pretty eh meh. Uh, there's that one memorable scene in the beginning, and there's a couple of other ones towards the end. But I mean it's uh, and I'll explain to that a little bit further as to why that is. Um, I thought the scenery was pretty okay, as far as the the boat. Yeah. Uh, it still looked a little bit fake, like kind of cardboardish in some cases, at like, some points. Yeah, like, but this was made in 2002, so we're uh-huh. used to like way better graphics now than back then so yeah, yeah. so I, I was actually going to bring that up it's it's a 20 year old movie so I, i'm yeah. being a little nitpicky here i'm not cutting any slack apparently but <laughs> i mean it, it's it's not a horrible movie um it, it's a nice little popcorn flick i think this is yeah. one of those uh that falls in that category um and i had some questions about the plot itself because the ship the uh mm-hmm. the, uh, the Antonia something I forgot I'm sorry yeah uh, I got the, yeah, but I the, the Antonia yeah. disappeared in, uh, in the movie it's reported uh-huh. it disappeared in, in the 1960s but the scenery everything it kind of looks like the 30s or 40s so it's a little retro ish yes and I remember when I was when I was watching it um this time around and I was I was watching the like the like how everybody was dressed and I was like was this like back in like the 20s or like the 30s uh-huh. or you know the 40s like somewhere on there right because I was like how what what decade were they supposed to be at? Because they, and also like the way the the Italian lady was singing too, it mm-hmm. just looked very twenties like. So I was just like, what is it set in? And then you know when they were talking about the, the how it was in the nineteen sixties, I'm like nobody there was looked at all like no. they, <laughs> they got the f-ing costumes wrong. Jesus. Um. Well, that or maybe they didn't get to the point where they explained that uh, it was supposed to be a retro party. <laughs> maybe yeah because uh-huh. you know like now everyone's having 80s retro parties yeah that's true and that's like the thing and, and people are like yeah maybe a little bit older than us like, that are like yeah. maybe like in their 40s or mid 40s uh-huh. uh they're like all the rage is the 80s parties because that's when they were like kids you know yeah, yeah, and, and their team stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming maybe something similar. It was just, it was never really mentioned or explained or even like, hinted at. Mm-hmm. But that's something that came to my mind. Maybe it's supposed to be like a retro party type of scene. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, everyone looked really good. Though. I mean, the the costumes were pretty nicely designed and everything. Yeah. 
another thing about the Antonia is that supposedly Ferryman, the the evil guy that Monica loves. Yeah. This is the episode where you fall in love. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a thing for bad guys apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy says that he found the ship floating around in the in the Bering Sea. Uh-huh. And I did some little research because that name sounded familiar. Yeah. And it turns out the Bering Sea is around uh, that part of the world where Russia kind of meets Alaska. Okay. Around that little section. Uh, this is back when, and if you remember your history classes. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bering Strait was, is where supposedly, if you believe that that uh, historical theory uh-huh. or historical fact, quote unquote, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the people crossed the land bridge from from Europe and Asia into America, mm-hmm. so that's why that name sounded familiar because that's that was the name that was given to that ice land bridge, the the Bering Strait. But anyways, uh, he found it around there, and this ship was supposed to have left Italy to New- going to New York, uh-huh. according to the movie. So that's like going backwards because <laughs> this ship was if it took off from Italy, it doesn't make sense for them to go all the way around to Russia. And then, like, all the way around Canada, because there's a whole bunch of little islands there and stuff. Yeah. I, I looked at a map, dude. I, I like, nerded out about this. Wow. <laughs> I busted <laughs> on my atlas, you know, and everything, and I was like, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> so, the the route that makes sense is for them to go... Uh, I was going to say left. <laughs> Not left, but... Left <laughs> but to go, the ocean. To go west. To go, yeah, <laughs> to, go, to go west, you know, on the map from... I mean, go around Africa, going south uh, around Africa. Mm-hmm. And then going kind of back up north towards uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, there may be some other sorts of like secret uh, ship routes that they take, whatever. But that's the one that I... I so, so anyways, my point is this ship was nowhere near where it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of explained that a little bit. But I didn't really understand it. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it turns out that they rescued some sort of other ship that was... A drifted sea also and like oh yeah that one scene where the, the ghost captain was telling the other captain uh-huh uh, you only have a survivor yeah. yeah which is where they got the gold from mm-hmm. uh-huh so yeah i mean that, that to me was just like, like a kind of like a question mark there yeah uh the second mate speaking about my my girlfriend in this movie the italian singer the, the sultry italian singer evil <clears throat> yes uh, <laughs> so like the, the guy that falls in love with her in the movie where the you know the guy that's getting married uh-huh there's a part where like he's kind of transported to the the ballroom scene whatever where she's singing oh, and yeah. everyone's clapping and he's mm-hmm. like you know what this isn't this isn't real but i'm gonna go along with it yeah he's like i need to get laid like <laughs> been a while. So, dude the whole time that i saw him so he comes out in Grey's anatomy and uh-huh. he's dr burke Okay. So all i saw was and i couldn't remember that he was in this movie and i've seen it so many times but i i, I guess the majority of the times that I watched it, I hadn't seen uh, Grey's Anatomy yet. Mm. So, you know, seeing him this time around, I was like, what? That's Dr. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all these actors were kind of big around that time of the, you know, yeah. 2000-ish. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but my point is, movie logic. You know what? Yeah. This isn't real. This is going to get me killed, but eh. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me just mess around with this ghost. Because then he says, um, I... It's not cheating. If it's with a dead girl or something like that. <laughs> girl with the ghost. And I was like, well, he's not wrong, but it's still messed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, to me, that scene was a little bit weird. Yeah. And another thing that was I thought was pretty weird was when they're eating from the cans and they oh, this is really oh, good. Cool. 
that was my favorite one of my favorite scenes because like I thought that was so weird like they were so excited to eat and then it turned out to be freaking maggots dude I oh. I, I don't eat bananas when they get brown spots in my kitchen what like, <laughs> like at all I'm not gonna eat a freaking can of whatever it is that's been sitting there for 40 50 oh, years yeah. whatever like <laughs> and these guys were like oh yeah like and you know these things are like it's always gonna be good and like they they can like survive for a long time and I'm like uh actually cans do have expiration dates yeah and, like, they do but I mean not 50 years <laughs> right <laughs> I mean... exactly I mean that's that's obviously that food's that food should have been moldy or oh, something yeah. like it shouldn't even it, it, sh it would have had those like weird like acids from like the cans like it would have been brown in there like it would not be edible uh I mean it's it's uh implied that they were hallucinating of course right but even then common sense bro like you know this can of food's been sitting for 50 years like underwater or whatever yeah, don't touch it. Like, that's disgusting. Like, bro, really? And that's my point. Like, I, I don't eat... I mean, I, I exaggerate, of course. I, I eat bananas after, like, they get a couple, <laughs> a couple of brown spots. No, not too many. Gee, you're boozy. <laughs> uh, after that, I make them into banana bread. <clears throat> you do? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I need to do that. And uh, I always uh, forget. I always think about it. I'm like, when they start going brown, I'm like, oh, I'll just let them go even browner and I'll turn it into banana nut, banana nut bread. And then I never do it. And then they just rot and I have to throw them away. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta hand you my recipe because I made it a couple times already and it's pretty delish. I need it. I need it for sure. Uh, but yes, definitely that was a pretty... That, that was kind of gross. I'm really grossed out by gross stuff. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. So when I was watching them eat, I was like, dude, like even before they show the maggots, whatever. I was like... Uh, like uh, uh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm pretty picky with my food. Okay. So yeah, it takes a lot to gross me out, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I can handle watching people getting eviscerated on, on a movie and you know blood firing everywhere, but I I can't handle out of a can. Yeah. Uh, like weird food or poop. What is weird stuff? food to you? <clears throat> like those documentaries where they show people eating scorpions and stuff. You think that's gross? <laughs> I, I don't think a scorpion is very appetizing. I don't picture it as something well, that... Have you ever had a you scorpion? Know That's my point. I haven't, but I don't want to because it looks gross. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate bugs of all kinds. I mean, to me, that's like I'm looking at a cockroach with like a long tail. Have you eaten crickets before? I haven't, and I don't believe I will. They're not that bad, dude. They kind of taste <laughs> like sunflower seeds, to be honest. Like, they're just crunchy little salty thingies. Like... I've had that before. In some parts of Mexico, I mean, of course, they have the, the, the warm with the tequila. Oh, yeah. But they actually make lollipops out of tequila stuff, and they have, like, a little worm in there, or actually a little scorpion. I've seen those also. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> a tequila lollipop? No, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but definitely uh, I, I'm a very picky eater, so no. I see that. That scene to me was nope in this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, one last thing. Uh, Ferryman, according to the little girl... Uh huh. Uh, he can only control the souls without sins. Okay. Which is why the little girl was able to contact the girl in, in the rescue party. You mean he can only control souls with sins? It says here. <clears throat> yes, yes, yeah, you're right. Uh, so he couldn't control somebody that didn't have sins. So, like the little girl that she's so innocent yeah. because she's so, so little. Yeah. That's why she was able to reach out to the other lady in the, in the search party. Uh huh. 
but then there's that scene where the captain, the ghost captain manifests and helps the other guy. And he tells him about the origins of the other guy from the ship that he, that he ran into in the ocean. Of uh -huh. Ferryman. So is he, is the captain like innocent? Is he, or, or, how, or, or was he the actual guy just playing around with uh, the I other mean, captain? A part of me feels like he let the captain do that. He was already killing everybody else one by one. Like, if he's controlling all the ghosts, like, he's probably just letting them do whatever the hell they want, but only stops them whenever it doesn't convenience him. Okay. That's been a way to, to say things, but... Yeah, because, like, after he found out, you know, he he tried looking for the the woman, the lady, his, his like, you know, daughter, quote, uh -huh. air quotes, um, and that's when he got... He ran into the guy, Santos... His yeah. like mechanic, um, and then that guy was like, you know, taunting him and making him look like he was crazy, like thought, you're crazy. Uh, by that point, I thought it was just a ferryman, just because at, uh, I mean, well, not the first time that I saw it, because I didn't know he could like morph into other people at that point. Yeah. You only see that at the very end when he morphed into the other blonde guy. Blonde guy, yeah. Uh, so I I thought that uh, it was him, kind of just playing with uh, everyone's minds. Yeah. Maybe what make making them hallucinate that they're talking to other people or, or the ghosts or helping them out, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that was another question that I had. I mean, is the captain really innocent or is it just Ferryman playing with this guy's mind and emotions? I think it's just Ferryman because also like he, got, he gets him to drink basically, you know? Mm -hmm. And he knows that he's not, he's like a recovering alcoholic or something. because. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, they, they he, the girl goes, oh, he doesn't drink. Yeah. When he offers him a drink, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I am ready, personally, to give this movie my rating. Okay. Um, I don't know uh, what you give it, but um, why don't you go ahead? I, I'm going to... I'm going to go five, because, like, I, I, I like this movie. Um, it's not... So, watching it this time, you know, after seeing much better movies... <laughs> um, <laughs> It, I, I caught a lot of like little movie mistakes or whatever, or things that just didn't make any sense, right? So the whole time I was kind of just like, oh my god, like, this guy's so stupid or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like this the scene doesn't make any sense or you know stuff like that. So like, it was still entertaining though, you know. I still found it interesting, not as interesting as I found it when I was younger, but uh -huh. it was. I mean, I would watch it again. Like it's 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 one of those movies that like, if you have time to kill. You know, or you don't know what to watch. Like, yeah. it's a decent movie to watch. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I give it a five. So you're giving it a five. I am giving uh -huh. this uh, my units for this one. <laughs> okay. I am giving this four sexy Italian singer ghosts out of ten. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, my four with your five averages out to a four and a half out of ten. Okay. Uh, That's Kind of lowish, but that doesn't really mean the movie is terrible. Like I said earlier, I, I don't think it's a horrible, yeah. unwatchable movie. It's just that because there's a lot better movies out there nowadays. Yeah, this one's um, kind of just like at the very bottom right now. Yeah, yeah I mean it's kind of, I mean it's almost out of five. It's kind of mediocreish. Kind of, I mean mm -hmm. it's not like I said a horrible movie. Uh, and like you said, if you have some time to kill during a rainy afternoon or you're waiting at the doctor's office, I mean I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean just... this is not. It's very. I mean, when I watch it now, some of the lines are really corny, too, and, uh, I don't know, like, it just isn't really, like, 
where did the gold come from besides that other ship? And why, how did this guy, because, like, she asked him, who are you? What are you? And he's like, oh, I'm kind of like a, I'm also like a salvager type of person. I'm kind of like yeah. you, you know? Like, and I was like, what? And then he says, like, you know, I collect souls, and then I send them out on a ferry. And I'm like, where? To hell? <laughs> to the underworld? Where do you send the souls? Like, he just says, oh, I send them out on a ship. I'm like. For what purpose? Like, <laughs> there was no explanation. And I was just like, I want to know why the hell this guy is walking around collecting souls. Like, he's a f***ing Grim Reaper. I'm like, what is going on? And he doesn't say who his, like, boss is either. Uh, yeah, he, uh, well, we're going to talk about that in the Northern Enemy segment, actually. So it's, okay. it's a good thing you brought that up because I was going to talk about that down the down the episode. So uh, hold that thought for, like, another few minutes and we'll get to eventually get to that. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, we gave this uh, collectively a score of uh, four and a half sultry Italian singer ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> or sexy, rather. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be right back with our infamous academic segment. Alright, so we are now in our academic segment, Monica. <laughs> in which for first time listeners, we talk about somewhat of a real life parallel to whatever topic we are covering in the movie. Mm -hmm. So since the topic of the movie is a ghost ship, and they actually mentioned one of the more famous ones in all like maritime history, the Mary Celeste, in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. I thought about talking about that one, but I was like, no, that's a little bit too easy. Okay. Uh, because that is uh, actually a really famous case also of, of, of a ship that was found without any crew or anything and, and there was like supplies and food. And I found some information that and I was like, okay. But since they actually mentioned that in the movie, I was, eh, let me talk about something different. Okay. Uh, this is probably going to be the actually more famous in the Mary Celeste. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, it's called the Flying Dutchman. Mm. I feel like I've heard about it in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was mentioned in one of the movies, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, but the the legend of the Flying Dutchman, or the story goes that uh, this, I mean, just real, uh, one of the versions of the story, it's about this ship, obviously, <laughs> that um, found, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that met some sort of uh, awful demise collectively uh -huh. like the, the captain and the crew and everything and they've been condemned to sail the seas for all eternity uh this okay. happened around the 1600s so it's been around for like 400 years maybe so it is the one from pirates of the caribbean yeah the the movie does reference that i i can't remember the movie that well because it's been so long yeah. since i've seen it <clears throat> uh but they do reference this specific ship in one of those movies Okay. Um, so I figured, well, let's talk about this one because this one doesn't really have a movie about it or anything. Uh, apparently, there's a some sort of symphony that somebody wrote about this. Wow. One of the composers, I think it was Wagner, that wrote like some sort of opera okay. about the Flying Dutchman. So, and the story in, in his opera is a little different from the story of the actual ship. Uh huh. Uh, in his story, the captain 
I believe, either makes a deal with the devil or the devil comes to him or something. And, and, and uh, so he can only go to port once every seven or ten years okay. to find a woman that really loves him. And if he does that, then his curse will be broken. Wow. So he, he only has like one night, <clears throat> one night every like ten years. Damn, that's hard. Uh, to go to port and, and, and find some nice lady to love him. And if he doesn't, then he's gonna have to sell the seas for like another 10 years until he gets another chance wow uh that was uh, the basic summary of, of that uh opera i i mean I, i'm sure similar stuff happens in there but that was just kind of like the, the real basic yeah uh spark notes version for <laughs> everyone out there uh, but yeah like you mentioned the flying dutchman has been referenced in, in other pop culture works mm-hmm. uh, actually i do believe there is a movie about it uh according to this article that i found in marineinsight.com there is a movie about it called Pandora and the Flying Dutchman, and the movie we mentioned earlier, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Dead Man's Chest. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, basically, what happens is, or, or or one of the things that people say might have happened with this is that there's different stories. Uh, one of them is that the Flying Dutchman is the name of the ship, mm-hmm. and it's a ship from the, that uh, sailed out from the Netherlands, of course. And in one of the versions, the captain is really stubborn, and there's like this like really super hardcore storm that's coming to, to their, their direction. Mm-hmm. And so they're sailing through the storm and everything, and they're having a really a really hard time making it. And it looks like they're not gonna make it. And so the captain's like, "Oh, like I'll I'll take the ship to port no matter what, even if I have to sail to the end of days, whatever." So supposedly at that point, the devil came down to the ship and cursed the, the captain and his crew and the ship and everything. Because he took him up in his word. Well, if you want to sail, sail full eternity, I'll, I'll grant you your wish, whatever. So that's one of the versions, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a little weird. Like, I mean, just because the guy was stubborn and he like kind of mm-hmm. dared. Well, he didn't dare anybody. He was just saying like, oh, look, to me, it sounded like he was. Just, yeah. Yeah. To me, it sounds like he was just trying to get home or something you know uh-huh. uh there was another version in which uh supposedly there was some sort of mutiny in the ship so there was a captain's crew and then like a little rebel bunch of people that, that try to overthrow him uh-huh. uh they eventually end up uh squashing the rebellion the mutiny and they killed the rebel leader so then apparently the captain said that, you know, after they killed the, the, the enemy or whatever, they threw him into the ocean and said, like, no, nothing's going to stop me from reaching my destination or whatever. So I'll, I'll sail forever if, if, if I have to or, or something along those lines. Mm. So then, of course, you know, kind of like a similar thing. Some, something cursed the ship after he said those words. And, and that's why they were sailing the oceans forever. And then a third version of that story is that the captain was actually a satanic uh, acolyte, you know, he, he worships Satan or, or something like that. So, when he again, his his ship came into uh, contact with the storm, mm-hmm. instead of turning back and, and you know, trying to find a different different way out, he's like, No, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll make it through because I believe in, in you know, my powers or will get me through this. <laughs> so, of course, that that didn't happen, and because of his satanic connections that cursed his ship and his crew for all eternity damn so uh, yeah there's there's a couple of different versions to this i don't know what you think about these i mean they're interesting it's pretty 
the first one was just kind of like, it's unfair. I mean, the guy just made a comment. <laughs> He's got cursed. Right. That's kind of like, cool. yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like saying, well, I'll do this no matter what. Like, I'll, I'll meet my goal no matter what. And then there was a hail, I, I curse you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Some of the most uh, popular reports or sightings of the ship. Mm-hmm. This happened in the year 1881. There was a, a British uh, Navy ship, which is called the uh, HMS Bachant. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And on board was a member of the royal family named Prince George V. So he was kind of, you know, quote unquote, working in, in the ship. I don't think he was doing anything really because. I mean, if he's a prince, he's going to be sitting in, in this little room and, you know, asking for room service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, supposedly uh, somebody in the ship saw it and they told the prince because he was supposed to be, uh, a, again, a part of the crew, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the person that sighted the ship, the first, you know, that the, the was the first to sight the ship, uh, was reported to have uh, fallen from the, the top mast of the ship, like the, excuse me, the, the what do you call those things? The sails. Yeah. So, he was in the observation deck, whatever, and supposedly he fell off, like, from, from there for no reason. Damn. And this landed credibility, or, or loaned, sorry, credibility to the belief that anyone that saw the ship became cursed themselves. Wow. And met some sort of grisly end. Uh, and we know about this because this was actually reported in, a, like, an official report uh, mm-hmm. from the captain of the, the ship. So it's not like some like some dude just wrote this in this journal. Like it, this was like yeah. the actual captain that re- that reported this death and everything. Uh, that's not saying he believed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wrote the story about it, so that, I guess that kind of uh, made it into one of the mo- more popular accounts because it's somebody with street cred, you know. Yeah. Like an actual British Navy captain writing about mm-hmm. it. So, what do you think about that? I mean, it's kind of like what you said with, from the last episode with the, uh, or one of our episodes, the one with the gremlins. Uh-huh. It's actually believed this shit and like, it turned into a whole, you know, thing of propaganda, basically. <laughs> it's loosely based, you know, on, on something that happened, but these people, I guess, are super superstitious. Uh-huh. I feel like I'd be the one to go up there and be like, let's see if it, this is true. Like, let me, <laughs> let me test it out. <laughs> Would you go let's up there, really? Survive. Huh? Like, if you were sailing, like, in a cruise ship, whatever, um, and somebody said, hey, the Flying Dutchman's over there in the horizon. Would you actually go to the deck to see it or whatever, try to see it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I would break the curse. Right. <laughs> but why did you become <laughs> cursed yourself, my friend? Huh? Why did you, what if you became cursed yourself? What would you do? <laughs> Well, it is what it is, right? <laughs> I guess. <clears throat> you know, I like the idea of going on a ship and kind of sailing the oceans. Mm-hmm. Not like a cargo ship, but like a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Where there's amenities and, and facilities and food and everything, you know, I can actually get to without having to work Fun. for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I am actually not a big fan of the idea of doing, like, deep diving or, or snorkeling or stuff like that. Okay. Why? Because I am 
scared that I'll like die in the ocean. <laughs> you might also die on a ship. I, I may die anywhere. I mean, I, I may, you know, find my, my end in any kind of way that I'm not afraid of. But I just, I don't know. It's just the idea. And I'm going to go a little bit in a tangent here. But like in, in the movie, mm-hmm. when the guy is diving and then he gets crushed by the gear thing, whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that I, I'm going to die like that but I'm, I'm saying like what, what what if i'm diving and i get trapped in the cave somewhere and i can't get out and i like yeah die by drowning that's to me that's like I don't well, know. That, that scares me too i wouldn't go into caves first of all <laughs> <laughs> I, I i try to avoid caves because like i feel like first of all they're very easy to get lost in i would not survive probably end up dying of a heart attack so yeah no. and then i have a uh, claustrophobia uh-huh I could not go through a tunnel. Like, I would not even. <laughs> I don't like being in like enclosed spaces or like a- around too many people. That's why I don't go to concerts. Like, I don't really like being surrounded by so many people. Huh. But, uh, well, yeah, and to close off the discussion about the Flying Dutch, Matt, uh, one of the main or most mainstream. Uh, explanations that people have tried to give for this phenomenon is the what's called the Feta Morgana uh-huh so according to scientists this is something that happens naturally it occurs when moisture and conditions in the atmosphere combined with reflecting reflections in the light sorry and the in the water tricks you into seeing things that aren't really there uh-huh so basically it, it's kind of like you're seeing a mirage in the ocean yeah uh, I don't know, that kind of sounds like a cop-out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's scientifically sound enough where, yeah, it's just the conditions in the, in the weather and you're tired and you're, the light is reflecting from the water and it's causing you to see things. I mean, it's kind of pretty, spe- pretty specific, I mean, for all those yeah. things to somehow manifest a ship in your mind or in your eyes. I mean, that's a little bit too much, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. It's a little bit too convenient of an explanation, I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying, I mean, yeah, people have reported seeing mirages in the ocean, in the desert, uh, in places like that where it's really isolated. And it's usually when people are really tired and and they haven't eaten or had a drink in a while, like, of water. Yeah. Uh, But it's kind of weird that all these things would, like, perfectly combined to make you see a ship in the ocean specifically yeah a ship. and a very specific ship yeah uh-huh. yeah so i mean i don't know i'm not saying they're they're not right but it's kind of weird you know like mm-hmm. and and awfully specific but yeah that was our academic segment on the flying dutchman which is a quote-unquote real-life ghost ship mm-hmm. and we'll come right back with the no thine enemy segment Okay, Monica, and uh, for all the first-time listeners, we are now in the Know Then Enemy segment of our podcast in which we talk about the actual 
villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it is uh, none other than Jack Ferryman, Monica's crush <laughs> from high school mm-hmm. <laughs> or middle school. Yeah, middle school. The way that we do this normally is we go down the line. We have a, a system of classification that I worked on back way back when in episode one of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the category for this guy would be spectral, demonic, or supernatural, obviously. And he calls himself a soul salvager or a soul collector, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything about his backstory or any hints of, of his origin that they might have given us in the movie? The only thing they say is that he lived a life full of sin, and when he died, I guess he was given this opportunity. Maybe not when he died, but like he was, after all the things he did, somebody gave him like an out kind of, and that was it to like be basically like the soul collector. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's all they say. They don't really say anything else. Yeah, and it's kind of just given at the very, very last minute. It's not really mm-hmm. explored or anything. It's no explanation, mm-hmm. no uh, resolution is given to this. He does mention, like like you said, that he collects souls from the underworld. And I, I'm, I, I'm thinking he sends all these souls to hell. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much the entirety of his or in your backstory, they don't really specify what he did that earned him or this this job or punishment or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. His motivation or goal is basically to collect, sorry, collect enough souls to keep his quote-unquote management happy. Yeah. And he never specifies who this management is, right? Yeah, which pissed me off because I was like, management wouldn't be happy. I'm like, who the hell is management? <laughs> who? It was so dumb. I'm assuming it was the devil, my friend. I guess. Or maybe the Grim Reaper, I don't know, because you, like you said earlier, he was some sort of uh, weird Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the things that I wasn't really satisfied with either. I don't know what exactly is going on with this, uh, this guy, the extent of his abilities or powers or his connection to any other powerful beings or entities that may lurk in the afterlife, you know? Uh-huh. As far as hints of his presence, he's pretty much around the whole movie. He doesn't really hide or, or he doesn't lurk in the shadows. He's pretty much in, in plain sight throughout the whole movie. He is, but like he makes himself out to be this like weak person in the beginning, uh-huh. like so that people don't think anything of him, you know. And he can kind of sneak his way in there. Yeah. And then we realize that he's actually this like badass dude who's like really evil and is like killing everyone to collect souls. Yeah, when it's too late for any of them to make it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of his killing and stuff like that, powers and abilities, uh, from what I noticed, he can make things move to cause accidents. Uh-huh. Even from a distance. I mean, in the very beginning, in that iconic scene, he it's his hand that, that uh, mm-hmm. causes that steel cable to cut everyone in half, whatever. Yeah. It's not really shown that it's him, but who else would it be, you know? Right. Uh, and he can also make people hallucinate. He can create visions in their mind of, of other people, or, or like in the, in the case of the captain, mm-hmm. where he sees his dead friend Santos. Mm-hmm. He can morph into other people. He can transform himself to, to uh, have a different appearance, as he did to the girl in the very end when, when he transformed into the other blonde guy. I forgot all these people's mm-hmm. names, I'm sorry. 
Uh, usually I write their names in my notes, but I I didn't this time, and because I usually remember them, you know, but I have them in the notes for reference, and I was like, ah, I'll remember this because it's only like four names, and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the blonde guy, I think his name was Dallas, or no, not Dallas, was it? I don't know. So he turned into that blonde guy, and he tried to convince the the lady to not press the button in the thing, or just kind of have a life with him. Yeah. And he can persuade people to fight each other for the gold that he takes care of. Mm-hmm. Basically, you mentioned uh, we never see or understand where the gold comes from. Yeah, I, we don't. They don't even say where, where, like, its origin. I think... Besides it being taken out of the other ship. Yeah, I think it's kind of like his uh, little trap thing. Like, he, he yeah. knows that most people were greedy enough they will do whatever they want they can to obtain all this fortune mm -hmm. so if you think about it it's kind of a really good plan yeah because think about it you come across a ship in the ocean and there's nobody in that ship except for one dude with like 10 crates full of gold yeah and it's like hey if you guys help me uh we can all take this gold and be rich you know Mm -hmm. But, of course, he never intends to actually do that. He just wants people to turn against each other and, and kill themselves or each, you know, amongst themselves. So he can trap the souls, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it, it kind of is a pretty good plan, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I still don't understand where the gold comes from. <laughs> exactly. But uh, it looked too perfect also, the gold in the, in the movie. It looks really perfect and clean and everything. Mm -hmm. For gold, that's been stored in a box for 40 50 years you know in this ship right. whatever uh it looks just like super clean and bright and everything and that's not the way that i would imagine gold would look in real life but i i, I haven't seen a gold ingot you know in not only that but like the the, the boxes were dirty as hell uh -huh. but and you could see that there were cracks they weren't like super tightly you know built and even then no dirt gets on the gold uh-huh like come on it just kind of adds to the allure of it, I think. Yeah. For something that shiny and perfect, you know, it kind of like just makes you think, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses of uh, Jack Ferryman, Monica. I only found a couple. Of them. They're not really weaknesses because this guy can recover from deadly blows. Mm -hmm. uh, he can be hurt momentarily, but I saw that any damage that was caused to him is not permanent, obviously. Yeah. Uh, as we saw, the guy shot him with a shotgun point blank. Uh-huh. And that did nothing against him. Mm -mm. And then the girl blew him up with all the C4 explosive in, in the very last, or one of the last scenes in the movie. And he still pops up afterwards. And in, uh, yeah, at the very end, he's like, nothing ever happened. Like, yeah. Like, oh, it's just a gentle breeze hit my skin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got an explosion, that was it. <laughs> So, uh, do you think maybe a weakness might be if the gold is actually ever taken away from him, that that might actually be a weakness, or no? Yeah, because then how would he lure um, other, you know, spirits or people into his trap? Or maybe if he doesn't collect enough souls and the management fires him. Maybe. <laughs> Can you imagine being like a, a bureaucrat of the underworld? <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> like all the red tape you gotta cut through, and like, ah, right, hey, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta collect a hundred souls today, bro. And you only got like ninety-eight. So what's up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you're not cutting it, bro. So you're fired. 
no yeah like, where'd you go like yeah <laughs> i don't know that, that kind of made me think of of uh some sort of government office like the, the dmv for example which is like the worst place to go i hate going to the dmv dude it's just the horrible experience in general and nothing against the, the, the employees there i mean i i want to assume they're doing the best job they can but it's just a horrible experience it is <laughs> everything forever there i feel like time goes by really slow too yeah i mean time uh, last time that i renewed my license was maybe like four or five years ago Mm -hmm. And I was there for like two, three hours, and I felt I was there for the whole day. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the amount of people, you know, I I don't want to speak ill of any possible DMV employees that are listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, so my opinion of Jack Ferriman as a villain, I think he's pretty powerful. Although we never find out once again where these abilities came from or, or what happened or. Mm -hmm. who he was in, in, in his waking life as a human mm -hmm. that earned him the title of some sort of soul salvager or, or reaper mm -hmm. uh, his motives are pretty simple and his actions are really effective yes because once again he's just there to collect souls he's there to do a job and he's doing a really good job of it you know mm -hmm. yeah do you think he's a memorable villain like somebody that mm -hmm. If you watch this movie, like you'll remember this guy as, as some sort of uh, horror icon or something. No, not at all. I don't either, actually. Mm -mm. I don't either. Uh, maybe because the movie as a whole, like we mentioned earlier, is not really a, a memorable movie either. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the movie that you just watch when you have some time to kill, like you said. And uh, yeah. I think that works against him as a villain. Uh-huh. He was kind of stuck in, in a movie with a mediocre script, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, what rating do you give this guy in the scare meter? How many skulls? Uh, I'll go with the four. A four? Mm-hmm. I was actually going to go a little higher than you only because of his abilities. Okay. Because he is, like we mentioned, a really powerful villain. He can morph into people. He can make you hallucinate. He's a very persuasive speaker. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, and he's pretty much invulnerable to damage. I mean, you can hurt him, but he will recover like nothing. So, yeah, I was going to go with a six. Okay. As like for him as a, as the villain and his uh, set of powers and abilities. Mm -hmm. So your four and my six would average out to a five out of 10 skulls in the scare meter, my friend. That's good. Yay. So, uh, <laughs> any final <laughs> comments on Jack Ferryman as a villain in this movie? No. Um, except that, you know, that one scene where we see who he really is, it had a really nice song to it. Like, it was a cool song. I feel like the music on this movie is pretty decent. Um, that scene was, like, so badass. Uh-huh. You know, like where the chaos begins and like it's, you know, the girl's taking the other woman back oh, to yeah. show her what happened on the ship. That was pretty cool. That's that's one of my favorite scenes besides the first scene of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of that type of music when I was a, a teenager, like in high school. I, I never liked any of the popular songs. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was a rebel. So when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, I never like some like song, <laughs> song by whoever this band is that doesn't whatever. 
but mm -hmm. I guess now that I'm older and I hear those songs that remind me of that time, it's a little bit more like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. It's it's not horrible mm -hmm. music. I've learned to appreciate some of that stuff a lot more now that I'm older. Yeah, I like that music. I mean, I'm still not a huge fan of it. I wouldn't like pop it into my Spotify or anything, but no. if somebody is listening to it, I would not like ask them to turn it off. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, having said all of that, this was our Know Thine Enemy segment with Jack Ferryman from Ghost Ship. All right, and we'll be right back with our closing remarks for tonight's episode. Stick around for that. Monica, so uh, the sad face for tonight. We have reached our end, <laughs> our ending segment for tonight's episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed our content. I was, I, I felt like I said nostalgic about revisiting a movie from my younger days, from my teenage years. Uh -huh. <laughs> but having said that, once again, I, I, I'm not dogging the movie. Hopefully, I'm not making it sound like I hate this movie. But I, I thought it was, ah, it's kind of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean. Yeah, going back after all these years to watch it, you know, and, and I, I remembered this movie somewhat, and then I watched it and I was like, oh, this isn't really as good as I thought it was. But anyways, mm -hmm. thank you very much for the listeners who uh, have made it this far to the very end of our episode. Uh, we appreciate you. By all means, let us know if we're doing a good job, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions. So tonight's shout out is going to go out to you. And basically everyone that has been there for us in general. And I'm not talking about the podcast listeners, just just people that have been there in our lives. My, I mean, for example, my family, my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, they're supporting us in, in the ways that they can. Yeah, they may not listen to every single episode, but they're there and they give us feedback and, or, and uh, comments. And they're supportive, uh, not only of the podcast, like I said, but just uh, of me in general, like in my personal life, my, my things that I have going on. So I want to give a big shout out to all of them. As well as our listeners. Yes. How about you, Monica? Any specific shout-outs for you? Yeah, no, I mean, same as you. Like, just to everybody who's um, helped us out and um, all the people that we've interviewed, too. They were great. It's been it's been really fun so far. Um, and hopefully it continues like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, thanks to everybody who has contributed, listened, and all that. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of guests, uh, we're hoping to have some guests in the next few episodes. We, we're kind of working on that behind the scenes. Uh, we're trying to get all the schedules to line up just right for, for everyone uh, that we want to be in here to be able to. Uh, we're hoping that they are able to work with their schedules and ours so we can have them on our podcast and, and uh, you know, have some sort of a outsider opinion to all this. Maybe, maybe uh, a third... <laughs> A vote on some of these movies would be a, a fun thing to have i don't know like i'm i like you since you mentioned the, the the previous guests that we had i had fun doing those episodes it was really fun not because they're all my friends <laughs> but because it's always fun to have some other people talking about what we're talking about in the, in the podcast you know give their opinion their comments uh the way they see the movie or perceive the movie or whatever it is that we're talking about that specific episode so mm -hmm. 
yeah, hopefully all these other people that we're talking to will uh, be able to join us in the next couple of episodes. Uh, so, a reminder to our audience before we leave, our social media links. Facebook is under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And our Instagram is under Myths Behind LGDS. Our Twitter is the same, uh, Myths Behind LGDS. And then you can also email us at mythsbehindlegends at gmail.com. Awesome. And our link tree is under Myths Behind LGDS. I think I forgot to mention that at the beginning. <laughs> uh, so link tree is under Myths Behind LGDS. And of course, our official slash unofficial website. It is under get yourself a recorder for this. <laughs> <laughs> Myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot mailchimpsites.com. So that's kind of a tongue twister there. <laughs> but yes, go ahead and hit us up on our social media. Keep up with the Twitter, the Instagram, the website. Uh, we try to update those as, soon, as uh, much as we can. The website, I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that I was kind of just going to update every few weeks, maybe every once a month or so. Mm -hmm. uh, unless something major happens that I think needs to be put on there, then I'll, I'll do that. But in general, I was hoping or looking to just upgrade that website every three or four weeks, you know, give or take. Having said that, Monica, what is the hint for our following episode? What are we doing next time we're here? Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about um, cave uh, exploring, <laughs> okay. basically. Okay, we can leave it at that because I think if we give out any more details, that would kind of just give out the, the movie. Okay. We're doing. So I like the fact that we're doing cave exploration. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool because there's a couple of movies that I can think of that fit that general description, but uh, hopefully we surprise the audience with yeah. our pick so i'm really happy that you guys are joining us in this our first episode of 2021 i know we all had a very really rough year 2020 <laughs> uh it, it's one of those things that you kind of wish you can just like delete Get from it. your hard drive you know <laughs> i mean I, I i know some people just and just real quick i don't, don't want to be end up this this episode in a debbie downer note but I mean, some people. I mean, some people had a really hard, like a hard, really hard time with it. Um, yeah. Even if they didn't catch this thing, some uh -huh. people had hard time with their jobs, their living situation, their their income. You know, so if you're sticking around, you know, uh, it's easier said than done. But but hang in there. You know, hang in there. Uh, I think the light is already starting to become visible at the end of our tunnel. I I think that within, I'm hoping that by sometime in April ish maybe spring break uh we might start seeing some sort of return to to the way things were before all this uh that's a little bit optimistic maybe but i'm, I'm hoping that and if not maybe by the summer <laughs> <laughs> hopefully by the summer because i mean uh, i can't imagine going through like two years of this horrible madness yeah uh but hey guys you know be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah thank you Thank you to everyone that's been sticking around, that's been giving us feedback, comments, questions, uh, that's been a guest in our episode so far, or in our podcast, sorry, so far. And I'm hoping once again that the people that we're in discussion with are able to join us for the next few episodes down the line. 
All right, so uh, having settled that, have a great morning, evening, uh, noon, afternoon snack, whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> uh, be safe out there, hang in there, and we'll catch you in the next one. Until then, have a good one. Bye.